Hey folks, welcome to Socially Plagued, a podcast between two friends where we talk about everything that plagues us, whether that is an actual plague or whether or not it's a good idea to buy all the flannel that Old Navy has to offer us. My name is May. And I'm Mary-Kate. Hello, hello. Hello. Happy middle of January. Yeah, happy middle of January <laughs> to you too. <laughs> I, I was trying to think if there was, you know, honestly, what I want to start doing is um, every time we record, I should look up if there's like a national holiday for whatever our recording. That would is. be wonderful. And I think you should do that. I mean, I'm sure there's one for every day of the year, like a um, national something day. I'm going to look one up right now. Listeners, okay. you get to experience this in real time. Live. Here we go. Sort of. Yeah. Here we freaking go. All right. So, did you know that today, it which is January tenth, mm-hmm. doesn't have a holiday in this list that I just pulled. <laughs> just kidding, everybody. I'm sure there isn't one for every day of this year. There's not like a national like you know yarn day or something like let's try timeanddate.com i feel like that one is probably the as accurate you get okay so today is not only cut your energy cost day it is also clean off your desk day okay well that's not gonna happen (laughs) yeah i was about to say like i mean for those who don't know like my standard of clean is very high and i you generally just like don't have clutter anyways but i do have like a few things that don't normally sit on my desk on my desk. Mm-hmm. So I guess I could take those off and then I would be observing clean off your desk day properly. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take like my my dinner dish that's still sitting next to me. And I'm going to put it in the dishwasher that I have. So here's my dishwasher update. Still have one. Works Woo! great. And that's all I'm going to do. I might reorganize the papers I have on my desk. Does that okay. count? I, I'm going to say that counts, but I would also venture to say, too, that using your dishwasher as opposed to hand washing everything rolls up into cut your energy cost day. There we go. There so, we go. That's what I've decided. So, Perfect. Yeah. And you'll be happy to know that tomorrow is learn your name in Morse code day. Oh, so, fun. Hope you all are taking. Let us know in the comments what your name <laughs> is, is in Morse code. Yeah, that'd be... All I know is SOS, and that's it. Isn't it dot dash? Like, how do you type it out? It's dot dash, I think right? it's, it's dot 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 dash 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 dot dot dot. Sure. I, sure. I don't know anything about Morse code. I I'm recording tomorrow. Um, so anyway, uh, that, <laughs> that was a fun, uh, fun uh, version of the What's Up segment. What's <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Um, so let's just, I mean, let's just get right into it. May, what's been plaguing you this week? What's been plaguing me this week? So what's been plaguing me is that I, a while back, bought a bunch of yarn because it was cheaper than buying just like a thing of yarn, okay. like a skein. So I bought this like multi-pack of like little yarns. All right. I've got a visual aid. So you got a visual of what the yarn looks like. And it comes in a bunch of different colors. And I got like, it came with like 20 of them. I don't know what the frickle frack to do with all this yarn. Because, like, <laughs> I used it for the projects I wanted, and then now I have all this yarn. And I can't get rid of it. Hmm. Well, what crafts were you doing with the yarn to begin with? I was doing some weaving projects. 
Okay. And some stuff with um, plastic canvas. I like to make coasters when I'm stressed out. Love so it. These are my stress coasters. It's a very I'll practical craft. Thank you. Um, I usually end up with like 50 of these things. <laughs> they also make great cat toys because if they get on the ground, they slide really well. And um, uh, future social merchandise. <laughs> Hey, coasters. Um. <laughs> get, get yourself some of May's leftover stress coasters. Because <laughs> they're so easy to make, and it's just like, you don't even have to think about it. You can turn your brain off, and you just make your little stress coaster. Sure. And then you have a functional item. You do. That's true. So I have this yarn. I don't know what to do with it. I think I might donate it. I might keep some of them and get rid of the rest just because I don't need it. I don't need it cluttering my house either. That's true. I mean, if it's not serving you anymore. Yeah. Like it's someone else can have fun with it. It's just so much. It's so much. Yeah. I mean, so that's what's plaguing me. It the turns out you can have too much of a good thing. Yes, you can. <laughs> it's like fabric. I've had too much fabric. Oh, I fully believe that. Yeah. <laughs> when I was moving to Texas and I was going through all my stuff and I was like, oh, I have a lot. Okay. I have a lot. Yeah. Had to downgrade some. So, or not downgrade, get rid of some, but all right. Well, Mary Kate, what's plaguing you? What is plaguing me? So I actually have a craft related one as well. Um, oh, okay. Do So this weekend, um, as, as one of my riveting Saturday night activities, I was going through all of my stitch floss. Um, I have a pretty big, like gallon sized plastic bag of it. Nice. That I inherited. Um, yeah, like I, for those who don't know, buying the supplies to embroider or cross the cost adds up pretty quick. Like it can, yes, because I embroider. Yeah, and it, I'll. It, it's it can it, it depending on your project can be pricey it can especially if like a very specific color for something mm -hmm. um, well i tend to also break my thread apart to make it last longer and it gives you thinner more defined lines well that makes yeah that makes for embroidery anyway not embroidery that's the point um <laughs> but so my my mom used to cross stitch and she hasn't done years so she let me take all of her extra thread which was fantastic nice. Yeah, but I had bought this really nice box to organize all of my thread in, um, and I thought, you know, it's Saturday night in the middle of a, a global panorama. I got nothing going on. Um, mm -hmm. I'll just rewind all of my thread. So oh. here's the thing. Here's where the plate comes in. Okay. Yep. First of all. When you, like, remove the sticker that binds the wrapped thread. Like the little tubey thing, little, yeah. The little tubey sticker. It's very hard to untangle it from there to then rewrap it around a piece of cardboard. Which led me to wonder, why is it that it is perceived as more convenient to have them wrapped different way? And I thought about this after I already completed 20 of them. <laughs> oh, no. So 
needless to say, I stopped. <laughs> and I just went back to my gallon bag system. But I like, I'm just having a really hard time feeling organized with my craft stuff. I have all these bins that I intend to use to separate everything out and organize, and I haven't done it. Um, so if anybody has any tips on how to best organize crafting supplies, particularly when it comes to embroidery slash cross stitching, please hit me up at sociallyplayfod at gmail.com. Would love to hear from mm -hmm. you. Yeah. So, yes. Mine are just kind of disorganized around all higgledy-piggledy. <laughs> Not yeah. gonna lie. I mean, I feel like that's that most people have it. It's just I was really... I, it, I made a good faith effort to make it look nice and and have everything in number order. And I just... it it That's silly. Don't do that. Just throw it into a thing. Just shove it into a bag. I know. I know. But today we're not talking about crafts. Oh, no, no. no. We could, though. We should have an episode about crafts. We could. We, we should have a fun crafty guest for a craft episode. We um, should. But for now, today, we are going to talk about something that, I mean, I personally find very relevant, especially this time of year, we got New Year's resolutions yeah. being talked about, which like we both thoughts on New Year's resolutions. That's a whole yeah. other can of worms um, mm -hmm. that we'll probably get into a little bit today. Uh, we're going to cover toxic positivity which mm -hmm. um, is a concept that kind of like it became more, I guess, like a mainstream complaint within the past. I don't know. I'd say like five years max. Yeah, that sounds right. Definitely like an internet culture thing. Definitely perpetuated by Instagram specifically. Mm. Mm hmm. Um, I'm going to go ahead and define toxic positivity for us because I do believe in working off of a definition. Good. I was going to ask, what is it? How can yes. I look at situations and tell what the heck's going on? Yes. So according to Medical News Today, toxic positivity is defined as the belief that no matter how dire or difficult a situation is, people should maintain a positive mindset. In other words, it is a good vibes only approach to life. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, have you experienced toxic positivity in any facet of your life, be it personal or yeah. work related? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't worry, guys. Just stay positive and grind through. It's okay. We're gonna make it through. The Just stay positive, and everything will work out fine. It it does not always. Um, sometimes actually, I think. I'm oh? sorry. No, go I, ahead. I actually um almost venture to uh to say that the phrase "we're all in this together" is a mm. form of toxic positivity. Yes, I would agree with you on that. In a way. In a way, yes. Um, I think wanting positive vibes is not a bad thing. Sure. But there's a limit. Like, you need to experience a full range of emotions. It's okay to be angry if the situation makes you angry. It's okay to be sad if the situation makes you sad. Yeah. You know, like, if something's frustrating, be frustrated. Like you still have, you may still have to muscle through it, but you don't necessarily have to do it with a smile on your face, but you do need to do it. 
I mean, we've all been in situations like that, whether it was work or school or whatever. Yeah. But like, yeah, it just, it's, I don't, I'm not a fan. I especially don't like people telling me to be happy or smile or good vibes only, or whatever. I don't, do not tell me how to feel. Like yeah. I just am very against it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's kind of like the, I don't know. It's kind of like when something really bad happens to you. I mean, everyone's, everyone's perception of something bad happening is completely subjective. So that, mm. that is kind of like the basic concept, right? Is that everybody's definition, it looks a little different, which yeah. is fine. It's, it's like asserting that if something bad happens to someone and they're reacting to it and processing it, it's addressing that by being like, well, everything happens for a reason or like, no, oh, it could be worse. Um, that's so invalidating. That's so invalidating. It is. And like, this has been, I would say probably at its worst since pandemic started, like, especially like, I don't know, the first six months or so when everyone was truly stuck inside. And it was like, if you weren't picking up a new hobby or five or, um, you know, like improving yourself in some way with huge air quotes, then you were not hashtag good vibes only, man. You were just making it worse for yourself. And I feel like that also plays into hustle culture, which we've talked about. That a lot of these things go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. That you don't need to, rest is good for you. You know, you don't always have to be happy because it's okay to be sad or angry or frustrated or annoyed. Just, you know. Yes. It's and bad. it's okay. It's okay to be negative sometimes. Mm-hmm. I so mean. Some shit sucks. This whole podcast is negative. <laughs> yeah. And we have a great time. We're smiling right now. But we're negative as fuck. I mean, that's, and that's the thing. Like, <laughs> you can be, you can be positive and optimistic. Like, there's a difference between toxic positivity and genuine optimism i actually have a very fun graphic that i'm gonna reference i'll put it on the instagram um but it has has some examples of toxic positivity and then their their genuine optimism counterpart so i want to read through a few examples of that i was gonna say could you share some examples with us please i most certainly can thank you um one of them is being negative won't help you Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I'll be honest, I'm guilty of saying that to myself. I don't, I don't recall ever saying that directly to somebody else, but I've definitely talked to myself like that. Right. Um, but genuine optimism would look more like it's important to let it out. Is there anything I can do to make this easier for you? Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's acknowledging the person's feelings and trying to get them in a better mood. Because yes. you, you, as the other person, know it will get better, um, depending on what it is. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, another is the good vibes only example, which, yeah. I mean, that's also not to say that every time someone says good vibes only, they mean it literally. Like, No. Sometimes I, they just want to be chill. They're like, you know, I'm a chill person. I'm chill like 90% of the time. Yeah. So good vibes only. Okay, cool. Right. That's fine. That's more in like the literal sense. Like instead you should try saying, I love you through all your emotional states. Once again, it acknowledges that we are complex individuals who cannot just be positive the whole time. Because that's not healthy. Exactly. 
And one of my favorites, as far as using optimism to comfort somebody, the toxic positivity example is just stay positive. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, the optimistic alternative I, I truly love this and I might even use this Okay, things are tough right now do you want to talk about it or do you want to do something lighthearted? that's yeah, great I've, I've heard that before where it's like do you want to talk about it or do you want to go eat ice cream yeah like, like I can't talk about it right now let's eat ice cream you know exactly yeah you offer up the option to be a comfort or if they just need a distraction like and yeah i mean i would i think all of us go through emotions it's like it's too much or too overwhelming to unpack it all in the moment so like going into something distracting with a friend yeah perfect perfect i don't want to talk about and then usually at least for me or in cases when i've been with people like this they tend to open up while doing the lighthearted activity yeah. Or the lighthearted conversation where it's like, you know what, this happened and blah, blah, blah. And next thing you know, they've gotten it off their chest and they just you start to feel a little bit better. Or maybe they start to cry and then it gets worse, but they're getting it out and that's okay. And, okay. you know, you were there for them and hopefully you had Oreos or ice cream or something because sometimes emotions require Oreos. Or Oreos and your ice cream, which is you what know I what like. that too. Yeah, I love Oreos and ice. I love cookies and cream and ice cream. Oof! I actually had quick aside. Um, quick I aside. That, I, I went to a local co- uh, just like coffee place. I guess some coffee places have ice cream. No, but that's not where I was. I went to a local co- ice cream place mm-hmm. the other day, and I it was like. 20 degrees outside, but I still just really wanted ice cream, and it was just a walk-up window, so like I couldn't even go yeah. inside. But I walked up and I got myself a peppermint Oreo, like, goop. It was so damn good. I had brain freeze instantly because I was already (laughs) so cold. But it was worth it. And let me tell you something. Good vibes only, man. You eat that ice cream no matter what. (laughs) I want that ice cream. That sounds so good. It is, yeah. If you ever can get your hands on some peppermint Oreo ice cream, do it. You won't regret it. Yes. Can't imagine. Yeah, no. I want that. I want to. Ha- I want it to happen in my life. I'm gonna manifest it. <laughs> anyway, back. To- anyway, back to back to the topic on hand. Yeah. yeah. Um. So okay, but like the I guess we, we we've talked about what you should do and everything. I'm like, I think it's important to address a why it is especially harmful when we've been collectively going through something pretty traumatic for the past two years. Yeah. And then B, what the implications are of manifesting this just toxically positive lifestyle all the time. Right. Um, so uh, with that being said, I am trying to make sure I have my resources correct here because I don't want to want to misquote anything you don't want to lead us astray i don't um so okay so like a lot of what we see and you've probably heard about this too or seen talking about it on social media but like there is an increased number of people who are feeling anxious depressed under motivated and there's almost like a detachment from reality in a sense because it's like 
you're not living the way that you're used to. I mean, I know it's been two years. Mm -hmm. Like, it still doesn't feel quite normal. No, it's still, we keep thinking there's going to be a, you know, pre-COVID and post-COVID. We're still in that mindset of, I don't know. It's just, it doesn't feel, doesn't feel right. Right. And the other thing is too, like, when we, when we mentioned that there's like a pressure to do something productive or, you know, improve yourself in some way. Like Mm -hmm. it's important to remember that not everybody copes with stress by staying busy. Yeah. Like some people just sit in it (laughs) and Mm -hmm. wait it out and that is healthy and fine. And like, and if that works for them, that's what works for them. I mean, if you're one of those people yeah. that's like, I need to learn three new languages or I'm going to start freaking out. And it's like, then go learn languages. Sure. Go read a bunch of books. Go write a book. Like, if that is going to keep your mind off of things and help keep you relaxed and help keep your anxiety down, by all means. But don't shame the person who's not doing those things. Yes. Because, um, like, we can't. We can't pick and choose which emotions we have at any given time. No. Like, it's not just as simple as being like, well, just choose happiness. Like, how about you choose choose happy? I mean, that's what I feel like these are the same people that post pictures of nature and go, this is my antidepressant. Oh, my God. (laughs) You know, we all know at least one of those people that's like, just posts a picture of like a beautiful sunset and like a skinny woman doing yoga in front of it. Right. Being like, this is how I keep depression at bay. And it's like, okay, good for you. But I need help, like, pharmaceutically. Yeah. To, Thanks so and much. I'm not ashamed for, uh, of for that. Sharing. Like, right. Like, I'm so glad that nature walks and sunset yoga are what does it for you. I wish it did it for me. That'd be great if I could just take a nature walk and call it, call it good. But I think those are the yeah. same people that just. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. And look, the thing is, there's nothing wrong with you either on the flip side of this if you can cope by just doing these, I mean, albeit cliched, memed up, <laughs> toxic toxic positivity quotes, uh, activities. Like, yeah. I'll admit, like, I definitely find that stress for me was managed through exercising more during the pandemic so like i talked a little bit about um in some previous episodes about how i like started running and uh-huh. that was great for me like it helped um unfortunately i I've, I've been injured since then so i haven't been able to do that but i found other ways to to use exercise in a way that helps me manage my stress but i also don't feel the need to go tell everybody that like this is life changing. If you just go ahead and run mm-hmm. a five k every month, like I did, you're gonna feel better. Like it's not gonna work for everybody, Hannah. No, I if I did that, I would be miserable. I'd be more stressed out. Yeah, because I have to prepare for it. I have to get my knees ready. I gotta like just know that I'm gonna be doing this crap. Like you know, for me, it would make my life worse. I mean, I don't want to run every day. That's completely fair. Yeah. That's not me. That's not who I am. But, you know, I like doing craft projects. Yeah, sure. So I sat down and did more crafty projects. That helps me. Keeps me, keeps my hands busy, keeps my mind busy. You know, listen to some audiobooks while I embroider little mushrooms on stuff. You know. Oh. Right? Who doesn't like a little mushroom on their, on their stuff? So. 
Um, but you just got to respect what works for people as long as what they're doing is healthy mm-hmm. and you don't get to decide if it's healthy. Or not. Yeah. I mean, if someone's doing hard drugs that you need to get them help, but you know, if someone says, I like running, I like yoga, I like, you know, jumping rope. Cool. But if someone says, you know, I like watching Netflix, I like finding new shows and movies to watch. You got to respect that too. Yes. And I'm actually so glad you brought that up because I've definitely, and I, I would say like before the pandemic, I felt this way, but especially now when people ask like, you know, what I do in my free time or like what, what like hobbies I have. Mm-hmm. To be honest, like one of the hobbies that I've really enjoyed is like watching movies I've never seen before. Yeah. Like really taking in all I have t- at my disposal through these streaming services that I wasn't really like, I guess, prioritizing before when I was going out more. But like, mm-hmm. that's fine. But I, I yeah. feel this like this internalized shame about it almost that's like well i don't want to sound like all i do is just sit around and watch tv who cares who cares so many people sit around and watch tv because you want to know why it's entertaining and requires very little effort and it's nice it's fun to watch a good show and to talk about good shows recommending shows or movies or whatever watching a shitty movie yeah sometimes you just need to watch just the hottest garbage Mm mm-hmm and then go talk about it on your friend's podcast. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I've watched a lot of garbage over the past couple of years. Some of it we watched at the same time. Um, Some of it, yes. <laughs> shameless plug incoming. Listen to us on one of the most recent episodes of Hit Me One More Time podcast. You can find it anywhere where podcasts are found. You can also find them on Twitter at Hit Me One More Pod. Anyways. Anyway. We love them. We, we love do. you guys. Um, (laughs) we, uh, you know, you can't, you can't fault people for their way of coping and their way of feeling their feelings. And once again, I want just like, I don't like being told how to feel. You shouldn't be telling other people how to feel. You shouldn't tell people how to process the things they're trying to process. You have no idea what they're going through. And you may have been through a similar situation. But you can't sit there and be like, I know exactly the frustration and sadness you're feeling. And it's like, all right, Hannah, this this fake person we're using right now. Yes. Settle down. Like, settle down. I'm going to be mad. I'm going to get it out. I'm going to feel better eventually. But, like, let me be mad. Let me have an internal temper tantrum about this. Because I deserve it. And then I'm going to eat a donut. And then we're going to go hang out. Like... And you can go yeah. to your sunset yoga and calm down. Yeah, Hannah. Yeah, Hannah. If there also, are any listeners yeah. named Hannah, we do love you. We do. We, this, I'm sorry we're using your name. That was just the first one that came up. Um, no, but uh, all, all listener Hannahs, y'all are fantastic. You're we fantastic. Love you we love you. Hannah, friend of the pod. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so, all right. Um, let's... You know, we're th- this is a short and sweet episode. We love to see it. Um, yeah. Let's go ahead and talk about how we deal with toxic positivity. Like, how we can, I guess, just, like, sort of navigate this weird subculture that's kind of cropped up and really got c- just come out in full force in the past couple of years. 
Um, I found some great numbered steps Ooh. to take. Um, okay. Because I'll be honest, I don't know how to deal with it other than getting upset and annoyed. I don't get upset same. in like a normal way. I just get really annoyed because it's once again, don't tell me how to feel. Don't try to push you what works for you onto me. I hate that. Yes. I can't stand it. Completely agree. And that actually is very relatable to number one on this list oh, okay. uh, that I found on healthline.com. Mm-hmm. Number one is avoid ignoring or stuffing your emotions. Okay. So acknowledge how you feel, feel all your emotions, good or bad, sit with them. Mm-hmm. And avoiding how long you feel, how, or I'm sorry, pardon me, avoiding how you feel will prolong the discomfort, which I, I love that sentence. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, like, you know, if we want, okay, if we want to turn toxic positivity around. Yeah. Rip that band-aid off, Hannah. Mm-hmm. Hannah, it's time to process all those things you've been pushing down and not feeling because you just want to be happy. And do it's your okay yoga. to be angry and do your yoga. Which you can do yoga and be sad, by the way. You can absolutely do. I'm pretty sure I've cried in a yoga class or in an exercise class. So, like. You I can actually do those things and be. I actually now anger exercise. So when I mm-hmm. get frustrated, I have these little hand weights I keep next to my desk, and I do my shoulder exercises. I love it. And then I have this little elastic band that I use around my legs and kind of just like do little leg things. Um, so like I frustration exercise now, and I almost exclusively do sadia. So <laughs> I mean, so like. You, but you need to acknowledge how you're feeling. Give it, give it, a, give your feelings a chance. Exactly. And actually, um, they follow up here that, um, and I haven't, I haven't checked out the link to it. They do have it linked, but UCLA did a study um, using brain imaging software that found that when we put our feelings into words, whether that's speaking out loud about it or writing it down, it actually reduces the intensity of the emotions that we feel. So if you're actually talking through it, like you're less likely to get as fired up necessarily. I mean, I don't know. Like sometimes I feel like it almost like gets me riled up talking about stuff, but I do yeah. get it. I mean, like, cause you're not sitting like stewing in it. Right. So. You're not sitting there just repeating the moment over and over and over and over in your head. You're getting it out. And sometimes I've definitely come to conclusions by just like rambling at people and then going, oh, oh, I figured it out now. Okay, I'm good. Like, because sometimes you come to conclusions and figure things out and all because you just tried to get it out. And that, our friends, is why talk therapy is such, such a helpful tool. Such a helpful um, tool. Number two, We've mentioned this already, but I'll say it again. Listen and validate how others feel, even when it's different than how you feel. Because everyone's yes. entitled to their own feelings. Yep. Um, and when appropriate, you can offer gentle nudges or suggestions. But mm-hmm. otherwise, choose support over unsolicited advice. Yes. Amen to I, that. Amen to that. Sometimes I like asking, do you want advice or do you want me to listen? Mm-hmm. Along with sometimes, or do you want to go eat ice cream? Sometimes that's the third one. Yes. But like, do you want me to help you figure this out? Or do you want to just talk to me? Because I'll just sit here and listen Mm -hmm. and not say anything. But if you want me to give you advice or feedback or whatever, I'm happy to. 
as long as it's not something yeah. like super life changing, because then I'll be like, well, <laughs> that's a professional therapist job. Because, you know, and also your friends aren't required to do an emotional labor every time you're upset. So, right. Yeah. I would say I, I, I too have found that my communication is a lot better when I ask beforehand, like you. Mm-hmm. You know, do, do you need advice or just someone to listen? And at the same time, I would also ask that everyone feel empowered to respond with, um, or not even respond, but even just if you're if you're going to someone for help, maybe even ask them like, do you have the emotional bandwidth to yeah. listen to me talk about my problems right now? I mean, you can Absolutely. say it a lot more eloquently than that, but yeah, like it kind of goes both ways, so. Yeah, I think that's, it's fair to the other person. And it also, do you want to dump your stuff onto someone else and then have them feel bad too? I mean, cause it's, you know, they're already crap. You don't need two crappy feeling people. Mm-hmm. Unless right. you both want to just get it out and be like, we're going to go watch Steel Magnolias and cry and get our feelings out that way. Yeah. I mean, sometimes commiserating can be very beneficial. Cathartic, yeah. Yeah. And with that, for three, mm. we remember it's okay to not be okay. And oh, if, yeah. if you're just feeling very overwhelmed with emotions or like you're exhausted um, mentally, whatever, you're allowed to give yourself permission to do something that's not productive. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Rest is so, I'll say it a million times. Rest is so important. Taking time for yourself is so important. It is absolutely vital to being a human being. Mm -hmm. You need to rest. It's part of taking care of yourself. Yes. And even more importantly, to to do that, you should not feel guilty about taking that rest either. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. Well... Remember that feelings aren't mutually exclusive. That is number four. We talked about this a little bit too, but mm-hmm. basically like the the example they give here is like you if you lost your job during the pandemic, you can be sad about that. You can mourn the fact mm-hmm. that you lost a job maybe you really loved or now you just you're feeling kind of helpless because you don't have a source of income. But at the same time, you can still be hopeful about finding a new job. Yes. So like you can have it both ways. Yes. Yes, you can have it both ways. And this is one of the rare instances where that's possible. Right. Where, or just let, you know, I mean, same thing like with a breakup. Mm-hmm. You know, this part of my, you know, it's sad because heartbreak is, it's hard, it's painful. Then it's like, you know, I'm still a wonderful person who is deserving of love and I'm going to get up and go back, get back out there when I'm ready and it's going to be fine. Or at least, yeah. you know, it's going to be okay. You know, sure. but you can still mourn what you have lost. Yeah. I think the grieving process is real, even for non-death related things. Absolutely. For sure. Now on the flip side of this, if you feel like you want to try to be productive, because that's okay, too. Like, if you want to try yeah. to channel your emotion into something that you deem to be productive, not what someone else deems productive, something that you do. Yes. 
Number five is you need to be realistic about that productivity. So taking very small, actionable steps. Like if you already do yoga every day, but you want to feel productive, maybe change up the type of yoga that you do every day. Maybe you do aerial yoga. Maybe 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 you tie some of your winter scarves to the sling and do aerial yoga in your house if that's what you want to do. Or you do hot yoga or naked yoga or, I don't know, Pilates. You do bar. Try bar. Bar's great, by the way. Yeah, I've been told that. I want to try it. Um, It's so fun. You know, you got to sometimes variety. Yeah. Sometimes changing it up just a teeny bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, because... If you go way too far left, like if you are someone who does yoga every day and then you decide that you're going to be one who does hit workouts every day, like Ugh. you're just going to, you're just going to get discouraged and you're going to get tired and there's a chance you're going to hurt yourself. That's though that too. <laughs> Mentally and physically, not a good Mentally idea. And physically, not a great idea. Well, because then if something does happen to you physically, how hard is your mental going to break? Because you may have feel like you failed. Mm-hmm. All because you, you know, pulled your calf muscle. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. So take care of yourselves. Yes, because we love you. We do. We do. Uh, um, next, we're going to talk about a little bit how to recognize a toxic positivity message when you see one. I mean, we're bombarded mm-hmm. with messaging all day long. Yes. Um, it's also on t-shirts. It's on silly little signs. Uh, you can buy it yeah. TJ Maxx. I mean, I feel like the saying good vibes only is fairly low on the list. I don't know. To me, it's, I see it a lot. And usually it's for chill people or stoners. Ah, Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's people that are like, you know, I just want to keep my vibe right. I like crystals and meditation. And I just, you know, just trying to keep things positive. And that's cool. Mm -hmm. Go be a hippie and have a great time. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, good slash positive vibes only, like the choose happiness stuff. Those are kind of like the usual suspects. But yeah. basically, like, if the root of the message is that positivity is the only way to go, or like mm. the superior way to go, then that's what makes it inherently problematic. Yeah. Yeah. So. We're, yeah, I don't, I don't care for that. I don't either. Uh, so, I mean, with that being said, like, if you need to take a social media break, you should do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because, like, I feel like these these messages are per- portrayed, like I said at the beginning of the episode, like, mostly through Instagram. And you have to, like, keep it in perspective. People are showing a highlight reel of their lives. Of course, they're going to post a lot of the, like, the best highlights that they're experiencing. And yeah. um, I-, I think specifically the rise of the social media influencer as a career is like, they're the worst perpetrators of this. Yeah. I can't get behind that at all. It's just, especially when someone has, let's say millions of dollars and has no financial worry in the, at least in the short term. Yeah. It's hard to tell people that don't have that to just smile through it. Mm -hmm. Because it's unrealistic for them and it, you're just hurting people. Yeah. 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 Or I making mean, people feel inadequate. Like what's wrong with me that I can't just smile through it. It's like, what? Exactly. You 
you shouldn't have to, nor is it, you know, feasible. Yeah. And it's unhealthy. Like you're going to end up feeling those emotions way more intensely when you do eventually crack. Yeah. Because you're gonna, you're gonna, Mm -hmm. you can shove those feelings down, but boy, howdy, are they still there? (laughs) Boy, howdy, they are. Boy, howdy. So I mean, like, yeah, don't, don't hesitate to unfollow people or like mute them from your newsfeed. Um, If you, if you're worried about like, I don't know, backlash from unfollowing people, because as an anxious personality, I definitely get that uh, worry. But you know, just like you don't, you're not obligated to view messages like this that are just going to hurt you. Um, so I feel like the overall, the overall takeaway from this whole episode really is just like, take care of yourself. Don't, mm-hmm. don't feel like you need to force yourself to be okay with things or be happy all the time. Cause it's not realistic one. And it's also just like not healthy. So. Right. Um. Yeah, it's okay to feel your feelings, and it's okay to let others feel their feelings. Everyone's got their own journey they're going through. So, indeed. May any final thoughts of toxic positivity? I don't think I feel like we covered this one real well. I feel like we got the gist. I think we put that out there. You did a very excellent job of covering it. Thank you very much. I I owe it all to the internet. Um, <laughs> oh, the internet. I've heard of that. Uh, <laughs> um, so, no, I feel pretty good. How do you feel? I feel good. I I hope that for you all listening, this was kind of helpful to sort of break this down. Um, I know for me, I hadn't really considered how to address toxic positivity when I see it and like how to manage it in my head. So, I mean, I mm-hmm. even just like reading about it uh, for this episode, I found very helpful. I hope you all found it helpful as well. Um, as I did. Always, I'm so glad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as always, we'd love your feedback though. If you like episodes like this, where we talk about social phenomena or, you know, uh, yeah. cultural trends, such as like toxic positivity and how it, how it impacts us. And we did an episode on burnout. So you know, if, if you're enjoying these types of episodes, let us know. We want to make content that you enjoy. You want to yes. hear us discuss. And if they want us to know, May, where can they find us? They can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Socially Plagued. And you oh, can also... and our email address. <laughs> I knew about this one. I remembered. At so so our email is sociallyplaguedpod at gmail.com. It truly is. Happy to hear from any of you for any reason. And if you're feeling especially positive about this episode, go ahead and uh, smash subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) Consensually smash the subscribe button. Um, (laughs) I totally stole that from Jen from Fundy Fridays, by the way. So uh, much love to her, but it just seemed to me. Uh, Also, if you have a few minutes go ahead and give us a a rating and maybe even a review on apple podcasts it really does help us reach other people who like what we're doing um but yeah we do read those reviews we do check it yes so if you if you wrote something nice or gave us five stars or whatever it, it would it would make our days our week probably 
would make my week. I'd get very excited. But yeah, but thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. We will be back in a couple weeks to chat some mo. Yep. But until then, cheers, friends. Cheers, friends. <laughs>